Thank you all again for your attendance this morning. Glad that you are with us, especially again if you are if you are not a regular here at Bethel, if you're visiting with us, we're really glad you're here today. We'd love to have you back anytime that you can come. I want to mention one other thing that I should have mentioned in the announcements. Uh, just before I jumped up here, Joyce Newby walked up and told me that she has a brother who is in the hospital in Nashville. He has a blood clot in his lungs, and she would like for us to to remember him uh, in our prayers as well. And one other thing that I want to do personally, and that is uh, put in a plug for the class that Glenn Edison is leading on Tuesday nights at 6.30. Uh, I've, I've been coming to those classes, and I realize uh, that's kind of an inopportune time for some, but uh, I've enjoyed those studies in the book of James. You can also watch them on Facebook, and I know some of you... Uh, may be doing that just to go to Glenn's Facebook page and you can watch them on that. But the, it's been a good class and I just want to put in a plug for that. And Glenn told me, he said, if there's somebody who wants to come but they have small children and they don't know what to do with them, he's volunteering Debbie to babysit. <laughs> so I'm not sure how that'll work out, but that's those are Glenn's words, not mine, and so I'm, I'm not taking responsibility for that, but, but it is a good class, and I wanted to put in a plug for it. Tuesday nights at 6.30 here at the building, and Facebook. If I was asked by someone, what do you like to speak about from the pulpit more than anything else? What is your favorite topic to preach and speak about from the pulpit on Sunday morning. The first thing that would come to my mind is family, home. Those things are, are near and dear to me. And I believe that they are very important because T.A. believes that families falling apart, homes breaking down, are really the, the root cause of a lot of other problems that we have in, in the world today. If you really could trace it all the way down, what's the issue here? And many times, it's lack of just having a family support, that support group that you can always count on. Children just don't have that solid, stable home, that, that place that they can always go when, the, when it, they feel like the world is coming down all around them. They can always go home and there will be love there. There will be support and encouragement. Some children don't have that. They don't have it. and They don't have that solid example to look at and pattern themselves after. They don't have the teaching and training they need to make them a, a responsible, productive adult. Children just don't have that. And I bet if you could ask our, our school teachers right now, I'll bet you they could tell you. School starts in August. By the time Labor Day rolls around, I bet you they pretty well know what kind of home life their students have. I'll bet they know. I'll bet they can tell. Some, some children just don't have that home life. 
I believe that we have some really terrific young people here at our congregation. I'm going to brag on them just a little bit and say, I don't believe there's another congregation in our area that has more terrific young people than we do. And I want to protect them. <laughs> they're probably laughing at me right now, and they're probably thinking, T.A., you're the one getting old. We need to be protecting you. And they're probably right about that. But my instincts, my instincts say that I, I need to shield them. There's a lot of bad things out there in the world that someone my age has, has experienced already. And I want to protect them from those things. A lot of our young people are just, just not as respectful as they should be. They don't respect their parents. They don't respect the teachers. They don't even respect the other students sometimes. And us older folks, we might look at them and say, oh, they, they got a, a bad attitude. Well, they probably do. But why is that? Terrible role models from the entertainment business today? Absolutely. You better believe it. That's part of it. What they see on social media? Yeah, I suspect that's part of it. Even bad influences from other young people. Yes, and yes, and yes again. And probably a lot of other things that, that we could think of. And so it, it is very important that we take heed to what the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6 and in verse 4. When he writes, And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Now, Paul says fathers here, but I believe that the, the idea is really parents. Parents, bring your children up right. Bring them to church. Get them in those Sunday school classes. Teach them, teach them God's Word. Be a good example yourself. Parents, you have that responsibility. You can't get around it. You've got it. You brought them into the world. You are responsible for them. God expects you to do these things. Now, I know that the parents under this roof right now, I know that you work long and hard and have probably for many years to take care of your family. That's a great thing. You deserve praise for that. Keep up the good work. That, that's a great thing. And I know that you have the absolute best of intentions as you raise your children. I know that you do. But parents are human. And humans can make mistakes. And that includes this guy standing up here in front of you right now. There are still times, even at my age right now, with three grown children, sometimes I think back to, to a mistake I made. I just want to kick myself for a mistake that I made rearing my girls. And so, if you will allow me this morning... I want to mention a few things that even, even the best parents might do or, or not do as they raise their children. First thing I want to mention is, 
we might fail to encourage them the way that we that we should. Give them a pat on the back when they when they do well. When they deserve to hear you say, I am proud of you. You've you've done a good job and I'm proud. We we don't give them the praise that they need. Just just a little just a little pat on the back. Now make no mistake, there will be times when correction is needed. Absolutely. And we need to discipline our children. If it is needed, it needs to be done. That's for sure. We're making a big mistake if we don't correct our children. But I think that sometimes we set such high standards for them. And that's not a bad thing because we want them to do well. But we set such the bar so high sometimes that we, we don't notice all of the little things that they're really doing right. Now, maybe they weren't valedictorian. Maybe they didn't make All-State in basketball. But they did a lot of other things the right way. They, they need to hear us encourage them. They need that pat on the back. When, when they do well, when they do well, we need to try to encourage them. Do they need discipline? Absolutely. I, I'm not in any way. I remember reading the books years ago. Dr. Benjamin Spock said, don't, don't punish your children. Dr. Spock was wrong on that one. Sometimes our children need to be disciplined. But when we can, pat them on the back. It will help their self-esteem. It will help their own self-confidence. Now, this is connected to that, parents, and this is important. Even as we do that, yes, we want to praise them. Yes, we want to encourage them. But as we do that, we have to be honest. We have to be honest and objective. And that's harder to do than you might think because we love our kids. And sometimes it's hard for us to, to be objective when it comes to our own children. We love them, but we have to be honest. If our child knows there's a test on Friday, they didn't study for it. They know that their homework is due on Monday morning. They turn theirs in on Thursday. And then they did don't get the grade that you expect. Don't blame the teacher for that. Be honest about it and insist that your child has just got to try a little harder. Your child has just got to put forth a little more effort. We have to be honest and objective about those things. And insist your child has to go by the rules at school. The administration sets down a set of rules that everybody has to go by, and that includes your children. Insist that they go by the rules. Do not... What I'm about to say might offend somebody, but I believe it's important. This is an older guy looking back. Don't teach your child they're above the rules. Don't teach them that. Don't teach them that they are, they are privileged. They can do whatever they want to. And if they run into a bump in the road, mom will just run down there and jump on the teacher or, or, or jump on the coach. Yeah, my child's homework was a week late, but they still should have got an A. 
What? Uh, yeah, my kids skip practice. I'll wait, but he still should have been in the starting lineup. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. We've got to be honest. And we have to be objective about these things. If we don't, it could be that the day will come somewhere down the road that a police officer or a judge will teach our children the hard way. They're not above the rules after all. They'll find that out the hard way. So, so love your kids. Absolutely. Help your kids. For sure. But be honest. And see things as they really are. And that's hard for us. Because we love our kids. But we need to be honest about those things. Now we want to love and protect and, and help our children. Of course we do. And we need to to monitor their social media time. We need to monitor what they do on their phones. We probably should have some rules about those things. That's fine and good. We need to do that. But we don't need to smother our children. We don't need to be looking over their shoulder all the time. If, if we do, we might make their life even more difficult. And you might say, well, how, how do you figure that? One of the good things about going to school, this is one of the, the things that is overlooked, but I've come to realize over the years. Going to school helps us get a people education. We learn social skills. We learn how to get along. We learn how to, to deal with other people. And if we're, if we're constantly hovering over them and looking over their shoulder, we might hinder them in, in developing those skills. It'll be unintentional, and, and it'll only be because we love them so much and we're just trying to help them in every way that we can. That we can. I understand that. But we actually might hinder them a little if we don't give them a little space. So uh, be there for your child, Absolutely. Help them for, for sure, but don't, don't smother them. You know, if you do, you might provoke them to wrath. That's what Paul said. Provoke not your children to wrath. They, they, they might not want mom and dad hovering over them every single minute of the day. They, they, they need a little bit of breathing room. They need a little bit of space. And so, so help your children, protect your children, be there for them. Give them a little space. And as they grow older, guide them, advise them, but let them have their own goals. Let them do what they would like to do in their life. They, they might want to be a school teacher. They might want to be an engineer. They might want to be a nurse or, or even a doctor. They might want to be a mechanic. They might want to be a, a, a carpenter or or electrician. They might want to be a preacher. Give them a little room. Give them a little, a little space. Help them, advise them, but give them a little slack and let them set their own goals. If we don't, we might provoke them to wrath and just, just lose them out of our life. Because eventually, they're going to reach an age where they can do whatever they want to. And they might just shut us out. We don't want to provoke them 
to wrath. Give them a little breathing room. Give them a little slack. And let them become what they want to be. Last thing is this. I'm trying to stay behind this. Not long ago, I was reading a USA Today. And I'm not sure where I was at. The only time I see a USA Today is if I'm traveling. Uh, Sometimes hotels will have one down there in the lobby. You go down for breakfast. Uh, I'm always looking for a newspaper to read. If I'm traveling, I don't have my local paper. I'm looking for something. And I'm always looking for a paper to read. And I, I, I picked this USA Today up at a... We were staying somewhere. I'm not, I'm not even sure where I was at. But the, the article that I was reading was about teenagers. And the issues that are facing teens today. And the problems that we are seeing in our country today. Teenagers are running away from home. In extreme cases, teenagers are taking their own lives. And the article was about what, what are some signs that we can see? Uh, what, what are some signs that, that will tell us that we have a troubled teenager? We, we, need, we need a teenager who, who, needs, who needs us to be there and, and help them. What are some signs? And so they surveyed teenagers all over the country. What do you do when you're troubled? When you're upset, what do you do? The first thing on the list was I go talk to my friends, which wasn't surprising. I hope they have good friends who can give them some good advice. The second thing was I go into my room, I close the door, I put on my headphones and shut out the world. Again, again, not, not surprising. Not good, but not surprising. But what bothered me about this, way on down the list, <laughs> I go talk to my mama. That was way on down the list. And what really upset me was even further down the list. I can talk to my dad. I raised three girls. I would hate to know that I was at the bottom of their go-to list. Parents and even grandparents now, I think in our day and time, it could be that grandparents play a big role in their in their grandchildren's life now, which is a good thing. I'm, I'm happy to be able to do that with, with, my, with my grandchildren. I, I want to. And so I, I would say this to parents and, and grandparents. Keep, keep those lines of communication open. Let us try to be a, a good listener and let our young people know that if, if they need to talk, we will listen. And we will try our best to understand. It might be hard for, for someone my age. I can, I can imagine if, if Emma or, or Ava came to me and needed to talk about something happening at school that was bothering them, it could be that... I, I'm not sure Papa could really relate to it. But I can promise them two things. One is, I will listen. And number two, I will try my absolute best to understand. Let us, let us try to be better listeners and let our, our young people know that if, if they need to talk, we're ready to listen. I know, I know you folks. 
I know you. And I know every single one of you is trying your best to be the best parent that you can. Let us make sure that we're taking our children to church. And more than that, let us be emphasizing to them the importance of the Lord's Day, the first day of the week, and assembling with the saints on the first day of the week. Let them know that that's important to you. If it's not important to you, it won't be important to them. Make sure that you yourself are setting the right example for your children and letting them know how much they mean to you, how important they are to you. They're your world. Your world is built around them. They need to know how much we love them. God and our kids are counting on us to do a good job. We must not let them down. I believe that you can be a better parent, a better family member, if you are a Christian, if you are a member of the church, and if you're trying to practice God's Word. You can, you can be a better family member if you're doing that. This morning, if you're not a Christian, this is a chance for you to, to change that for the better, to, to make a change in your life that will give you an opportunity to go to heaven. There would be benefits here on the earth and benefits in eternity. If you've never obeyed the gospel, you can repent of your sins. Confess your faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. Go into the waters of baptism for remission of sins. You can do that this very morning. Perhaps you have obeyed the gospel at some time in your life and just not been as faithful as you should have been. If that's the case, repent of those things that caused you to stray. Ask for the prayers of the faithful and be restored while we stand and sing.